Hello and welcome to Powerhouse Politics. I'm ABC News political director Rick Klein, bringing you a special edition of the podcast to highlight an interview that ABC News had exclusively with the latest candidate in the 2020 field, the former governor of Colorado, John Hickenlooper. Governor Hickenlooper represents a new type of candidate in this field in that he is a moderate, a self-described radical moderate. After a whole bunch of self-described progressives and liberals in the field, he brings different credentials, someone who governs more from the center and has had to do so in a purple state that may be trending a bit blue in the state of Colorado, one of the states that President Trump actually did not carry, much to his disappointment, in 2016. Governor Hickenlooper is also the second governor in the race, coming on the heels of Jay Inslee, Washington's governor, in representing a a different field that now has to elbow its way in with a whole bunch of senators and congressmen and even mayors and former mayors already running for president. So the field is expanding, getting more interesting by the day. And we wanted to bring you George Stephanopoulos's exclusive interview with John Hickenlooper on Good Morning America. And George started things off with the campaign video that Hickenlooper put out on Monday morning. I'm John Hickenlooper. I'm running for president because we're facing a crisis that threatens everything we stand for. Governor, thank you for joining us. What is that crisis? You know, I think this is a crisis of division, and I think it's probably the the worst period of division that we've had in this country since the Civil War. And ultimately, I'm running for president because I believe that not only can I beat Donald Trump, but that I am the person that can bring people together on the other side and actually get stuff done. The division is keeping us from addressing big issues like climate change and the soaring costs of of healthcare, you know, the the disruption in the workplace that are going to come from automation and artificial intelligence. You know, I've got a history both in the private sector, but also in government of getting people together and getting stuff done. And I think that's, you know, in Colorado, we now have almost universal healthcare coverage. Uh, We have uh, been able to achieve a level of collaboration between the industry and the oil and, uh, the oil and gas industry and the environmental community to get methane regulations done. You know, that reminds me of President Obama. When he was Senator Obama back in 2004, saying there's no red America, there's no blue, blue America, he wanted to heal the divisions as well. They didn't defeat him, but he couldn't solve that problem. How can you? Well, I think that a lot of what's going on in America is people not going out and listening. And I look at when I, re- when I won re-election in 2014, a terrible year for Democrats, you know, I went to, out to the rural areas. I listened to ranchers worrying about where they're going to get their water. I talked to the people in small towns in the suburbs worried about their jobs. I talked to women, families all over the state about, you know, the, the cost of housing and how they're going to make sure they can afford their health care. These are the basic issues people care about, and I think people feel like no one in Washington has been addressing it. Yeah, this is going to be a huge field on the Democratic side. Maybe more than two dozen, maybe 30 candidates in there. The first challenge for any candidate, how do you stand out? You know, I was talking to Governor Jay Inslee of Washington yesterday. He's focusing his whole campaign on climate change. What sets you apart? Well, I think I'm the really the one candidate out there that has a very strong record of bringing people together and getting things done. And that, that sense, I mean, we've got to beat Donald Trump. That's essential. But it's not sufficient. And when you look at who does have that, that experience of being able to you know, get things done, uh, I'm there. We got the, I said, the oil and gas industry to work with the environmental community to create methane regulations. They're now being rolled out across Canada. They've been copied in California. We're almost 100% coverage in healthcare. Uh, we're a purple state that got universal background checks passed. You're, you say you're the doer, not the dreamer in this race. <laughs> Who are the dreamers? Well, I think it's not a question of dreamers. It's, I mean, we need dreamers. I'm a dreamer, right? We need vision. 
right? But we also need people that get stuff done. And all my, you know, as a CEO of a restaurant and then a group of restaurants uh, for 15 years, and then I was a mayor for eight years, and then I was a governor for eight years, one thing I've shown I can do again and again is create teams of amazingly talented people and really address these issues, the issues that are the they're the critical issues facing this country. You know, in the past, you described yourself as a moderate. Back in 2012, I think you even said you thought you were too moderate <laughs> to win a Democratic primary. It doesn't seem like moderation is in tune with where Democratic primary voters are right now. Yeah, but I think, you know, I've been to New Hampshire and to Iowa, to Florida and South Carolina. I don't think voters are interested in labels anymore. I think they really there's an appetite for people that can get stuff done and can show that, you know, when the chips are down, the, the candidate is the person who can, who, the most successful candidate will be the person who can get people to put down their weapons and, and collaborate to a point where they get a real progressive change. And I look at, you know, what we've done in Colorado is achieve progressive goals. I'm not sure what other states have done that. You know, even when I was a mayor, I got all 34 mayors, two-thirds of them Republicans or conservative independents, but 34 mayors to universally support a, the largest transit initiative in the history of the country. We call it Fast Tracks, 122 miles of new track. I mean, that's how you address climate change, is creating you know, groups of people that are committed, both, forget about Republican and Democrat, but how do we get things done? Let's, let's put some meat on the bones. You're elected president, you come in. Mitch McConnell, Republican Mitch McConnell, still the head of the Senate. They still have a majority. What's the first thing you do with him? What can you work on together? <laughs> well, you know, just like anybody, uh, people are responsive to people that they think respect them and they feel heard. I learned this in the restaurant business. When someone's angry, you don't, you know, fight back on them or argue with them. You repeat back their words. And if Mitch McConnell, if I got, came into, when I come into office, I would go to Mitch McConnell to his office and I would sit down with him and say, now, now what is the issue again? And we would talk and I would continue to speak back to him. Sounds silly, right? But this works. This is what I did with the suburban mayors, and they hated the city of Denver. You go to any metropolitan area in the country, the arguments between the, the big city mayor and the suburban mayors, they're almost endless. We're the one place where this has got, gotten done, and I think it will work in Washington. So it seems like we picked a good day for you to come to Good Morning America. You're a Hozier fan. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's so strange. So I, you know, I love music. I, I went to Woodstock. Uh, you know, I saw uh, Janis Joplin play and Jimi Hendrix play in their, in their primes. And when I ran for re-election in 2014, again, terrible year for Democrats, but we had this tough-fought victory. Uh, I took my son. We went to Iceland uh, for, you know, just for a five-day weekend because there's a nonstop flight from Denver. <laughs> and we got there, and there in the airport is Hozier, who 10 days before we'd both gone and seen him in Boulder. And we'd gone backstage and met him and hung out, and the nicest guy in the world, and, and really one of the most talented young musicians anywhere. Thanks for joining us. You bet. Thank you, George. All right, that does it for this special edition of Powerhouse Politics. Uh, For John Carl and the whole team, we'll be back here on Wednesday with our next edition. We'll see you then.